Hi, I'm Andrew. And I'm Jason. And I'm Martin. This is Hemispheric Views. Do you know why we do it? Why do we do it, Jason? For the OnePrimePlus.com members. Well, also the people that are not OnePrimePlus.com. They're also included in that. You're just as special. We love you very much. But... Asterix, you're not as special. Oh. There's a slight degree difference of specialness. Okay. Well, if you want that extra half degree of specialness, you can go to OnePrimePlus.com and sign up today for the Patreon to get all that cool stuff, just like our two new patrons two. as of the last week. Two patrons. Two. two. Count two it. Patrons. One. Two. Usually there's one or zero. That's that's a valid option as well. <laughs> <laughs> this time there's two. So this time we've got, coming in around the corner fourth turn of the track josh w thank you josh much appreciated thank you josh i should start Sounds tracking so official with w josh w josh w like formal yeah mm. double u double josh vv josh vv josh double v lovely one prime plus.com member tanya f i can't do anything else with that other than tanya f <laughs> Can I see, can I seek a clarification on that one? You absolutely is it, can. Is it, is it Tanya or Tanya? Oh, well, we're gonna have to go to a third party uh, judge on that. Martin, can we get a ruling on that, please? Well, since it's my mother who kindly joined as a patron, which is lovely, <laughs> she she and I would say Tanya. But Tanya, why not? Technically, she's Tatiana. Uh, no, so TF for ultimate short. With initials. So thank you, Josh W. And to my darling mother for joining as patrons. So are you saying if we take Josh W with T Tanya TF, we've got Josh WTF. We do. Join today, oneprimeplus.com for that kind of impactful joke making quality that we had right there. And I'm sure that my mum is thrilled to have her name <laughs> form part of that phrase. <laughs> Sorry, mum. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't actually listen, right? That was just a that was just a good gesture. No, she definitely does. Oh. She's a fan. She's very dutiful through the oh uh, subscriptions. Wow. So thank you, mum. I do have to do a little shout out for my mum at this point, though, because I certainly didn't expect her to subscribe. But even just listening to me on this podcast, you two are different right she hasn't met you in person there's actually some interest or variety or something that she can explore or understand on this show. For me, she has spent every single day since the day I was born listening to me, mm-hmm. aka the felled foot to you guys, talk. We would be on the beach and she would say, it's time to stop talking because we're relaxing. And she has chosen to actually spend Patreon money to hear more. But I think that's, so, that's the greatest part, right? Is that she subscribed to the Northern Hemisphere just out of spite for you. <laughs> so I think that was really... Is that how it works? I, don't, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We really should be paying her, I think, at this point. <laughs> for the pain and suffering that she's endured. Yeah. 
So yes, thank you, One Prime Plusers. We appreciate you. You're awesome. And anybody that is new, do not forget to go get all the back catalog. There's the newsletter. There's the episode special audio episodes. Thank you, OnePrimePlus.com. So moving on to Arcadia June. Can I ask you, Jason? I want to ask you straight up, and I'm doing my Tim Cook prayer hands for some reason as I <laughs> say this to you. It just happened. I'm sorry. Are you are you okay keeping track of all of these scores? Because I noticed it and I went, I'm not doing anything to help with this. I don't know about Andrew. Is Jason all right? Thoughts and prayers for Jason. <laughs> well, <laughs> I can tell you from firsthand experience. Should have done it in Excel. No, no. It has <laughs> been manageable. <laughs> I use that term loosely. But it's a good problem to have. I would rather have there be so many scores that I'm like not able to keep up with than there be zero. It's fine. You know, we do it once a year. It's not that if this was every day for the entire year, I would lose my mind. But uh, I'm mostly just thrilled that there's been a crap load of scores this this time. I have to think more than last time because just gauging by how often I'm going in and, and migrating and moving scores and stuff, it seems like there's way more. And the scores seem way higher. Yeah. And also there are no blank spots. So I think at about halfway through, I think everyone realized that there were spots that they could literally score a one and be on the board. <laughs> so they just started, they just play it real quick, throw it up there and be like, whatever, at least I got the spot filled. So, um, no, it's been fine. Everybody's been really good about the way they put them in there. The screenshots are helpful. Um, the hardest part is if there's not a name looking at the screenshot and trying to pick out the key little identifiers for what the game is. Like one mm. of them, there's a, the little watermelon in the corner and I'm blanking. I think that's the snake one maybe, <laughs> but like I've, I've gotten really good at show me a screenshot from this game. I'll probably tell you exactly what the game is <laughs> without seeing anything else. So if that's a skill, check that one off. The scores are incredible. So consider this your reminder, everyone. Feldfoot's giving you homework. Get your scores in at the last minute. And following the episode, we'll do a proper announcement with the leaderboard and you can see it on the blog, etc. And then we will do our sophisticated algorithm to figure out who the winners are for first place, second place, third place, which has never been divulged. It's too complicated. We don't want to get into it. It's really, it's a lot of variables yeah you know you don't want to know yeah you don't want to know about that but um basically all this stuff goes into a thing and out pops three names who are the winners pressures on uh rafaela to build some more mini games right well that was yeah that was cool too right there was additional games this year from last year so it wasn't even just the same bunch so he he uh they they've got it over there create at least three more before next year so no pressure. I have a, I have a suggestion for how he could do it. If he could somehow figure out a way to turn the entire app with the mini games within it into a game within another app, that would be pretty cool. I don't know how that would work, but I think I think what he needs to do is build a podcast player into Arcadia, but the only podcast you can listen to is Hemispheric Views. Wow, it's that just, is that's that's it. against the spirit of open podcasting, though, isn't it? You want him to create an exclusive hemispheric views player. I do. 
I can already picture the 8-bit artwork with the Hemispheric Views logo and a little play button. And you just have, you know, and, and our, our music ties in. Like, boop, 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 boop. That's all 8-bit. It's true. I would not be mad if there was somehow a multiplayer game in there. I don't know how that works. I'm not, I'm not writing any of this code, so I can just throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> just ideas. We just have ideas flowing out. What if you had like that breakout one? And Andrew could be playing, trying to keep the ball bouncing to hit the bricks. But then I'm there trying to knock his brick out of the way so the ball goes through. What about brick out where the little toboggan thing is actually a, is actually a foot? And then the, the, the thing that you're bouncing up and down the ball is a basketball. basketball. Yeah. Yeah. And then everything that you're shooting, all the bricks, maybe there'd be robots. Hmm. Just saying. Easter egg. I like it. So I'm using you as a weapon to destroy Jason. Is that what yes. you're saying? Yeah. Yep. I think yeah. It works for me. That's fine. I mean, I feel like that's how these shows usually go, right? And so it's kind of on brand. Cool. Raphael, make it happen. I was just curious. Did either of you have senior year paraphernalia, whether it was jackets, jumpers, sweaters, different merchandise or branded stuff? Or did you even have things like nicknames or any memories associated with it? Maybe we should start with the American. In terms of paraphernalia, I just like saying that, by the way. Um, Yeah, every trope slash thing you just said is absolutely a thing here. The, The letters, the jackets. I mean, not for... If you're in sports or some kind of thing that warrants having that stuff um i know it will be a very big shock to anyone listening to this that i was not in any of those areas where you would be receiving such jackets or letters or otherwise um no could could not i thought your school nickname might have been jocks and burke you would think given (laughs) given my uh my sports ability no i don't have any of that um i think the other thing that you missed was yearbooks that's the other big like classic paraphernalia that you get uh in high school no i don't have any of that to date i i sort of i didn't quite uh, i was asked not to come back to high school at one point so uh that happened (laughs) So I never actually had a chance to get any of that said paraphernalia from senior year. Not that I would want it, but um, yeah, so that happened. Things like nicknames or certain memories or things that came to a point at that time. Um, Lockers. I don't know. Those just stand out of my mind. Still the stupid lockers that are just, they're just the worst. I love my locker. What are you talking about? I did. I, did, I, I've, I can go on a whole locker spiel if you want me to. Okay. Well, I never had one. Oh. It wasn't a thing. Interesting. Yeah, it was something that people just kind of had near the uh, the cooking rooms or whatever, like the, the kitchen class stuff. And I never knew why some people had them and the rest of the school didn't. So it was a bit weird. Hold on. I just remember another thing that you didn't mention that I don't care about. Uh, class rings. That goes in oh. with that too. Like a, like a, like a f- finger ring with like a... It costs way too much. It's made out of materials that no one cares about. And it says like your high school name on it. Like I did not. 
I find a lot of it kind of cringy myself. So yeah, I didn't have expectations of a whole positive list of things. It was like, ah. Oh. Now, Andrew, you uh, you got stuffed in lockers, you said. Yeah, I did. So I, we had the lockers that were they were half height stacked yeah. too high. So you had the low ones and the high ones. And I and we all got assigned a locker and I got assigned a low one. And I was oh. like, this, this is some Yeah, give the tall guy right a locker here. on the bottom. Yeah, exactly. So I paid I paid a short kid five bucks and we swapped lockers. <laughs> so that was that problem dealt with. Um, but the thing I loved about lockers was it was like your your own little home at school. And so I I developed a complete system of packing my locker. So it was completely organized. Of course. Books stacked, you know, the big book on the left, down in size. There was a particular place for my lunchbox that went there. Have the jacket, you know, that you have on a hanger, of course, because we had to wear blazers sometimes because kind of that kind of school. Ugh. Had to wear a blazer. So you had to have a hanger for your blazer. That went there. It was all it was all organized. Total, total. And, and you would never upset that. And I'd go to other kids' lockers and they'd be like just throwing stuff in. I'm like, what are you doing? I was like the kids or something. No, I, I was very, and there was one particular economics book I still remember, and I loved this economics book. There was something about it. Of course, he does. It was, it was just the the size of it, the the texture of the pages. It, <laughs> it became very precious to me, and I had it, um, you know, contact when you contact books to protect. Oh, I was going to ask, did you have it laminated in contact? Did you do it, or did your mum? My mum did it. Do it. <laughs> My mum yep. did it. I, I couldn't contact a book to save myself, but my mum did it. And she did. I told her, I said, this book is important to me. Please do it really well. And she did. Perfect corners. And so this book, I, I even had a special method for packing my school bag so that it would sit flat on my bag, the base of my bag. So it's like mm. a duffel bag kind of thing so that the corners of it would not get dog-eared. So spine went to the area that would take the impact and, you know, and it would be placed at a position with protection of other books around it. And then it would be carefully put in the locker. And then when I would highlight important texts within that, I was very careful with my highlight. You had to have nice, neat edges. If you were highlighting a sentence, you had to highlight an entire sentence. You couldn't highlight part sentences. And there was a consistent color of yellow applied. No other colors allowed. I'm surprised you're even touching with the highlighter. Jason has can, his hand can, up. Yes, Jason. Can I, can we, can we pause for a second? There, I, I've, you've amassed like forty questions at this point. <laughs> I haven't even, I haven't even got to my merchandise yet, my paraphernalia. I know, and that's why I wanted, I want to try to get these done in order, so we don't have to be referencing back and forth too much. For your lockers, did you have the built-in locks, or did you provide your own lock? Brought my own lock. Combination. Okay. Combination. The little, the little spinny one. Yep. Yep. I was breaking a safe every time I went into it. <laughs> And I didn't trust anybody, so that was getting locked every opportunity. Yeah, I mean that. Well, they might have wanted to get your economics book, highly prized. Um, economics book, I don't even need to touch on that. That's just obviously. On brand. Um, you said contact your books. I assume you mean like contact paper, like to protect the, the covers? A transparent plastic. It's like that generally. sticky kind of Stick, stuff? yeah, stick on one side. That wallpaper okay. for your books. Because we did, we did um, you know, like a, like a paper uh, grocery bag. We always did those. Oh yeah. Where you like get it all flat and then you, I actually liked doing that. That was quite fun. Cause then you could decorate them. I liked that. No, uh, okay. you don't. Books are not for decorating. 
No, my mum was unstoppable at contacting. I just remember watching her thinking, I could never do this and I'm grateful. So, so how'd you know what book it was then? Or it was clear contact? It was clear. The only con- contact I would allow was clear. Because there were some kids that would get like design contact. It was actually, you know, colored stuff. No, I'm having none of that. I want clear. I want to see the book as the author intended, but I want the protection. I have another question. That would have been defacing the economy. About Correct. books in general. Did you all have to purchase your books or were these books loaned to you at which point you gave them back at the end of the year? Purchased. Okay. See, we're, we're clearly in different uh, time periods here because the fact that you're talking about carrying textbooks around <laughs> in high school, Andrew, is funny. No, and, and I'm not having a go at you about books and stuff. It's not like we're walking around with iPads or chips in our head or something. There were textbooks, but we never got our hands on them. They bought a limited number and then illegally photocopied them and kind of gave <laughs> things out as oh. in-school readers. And I have this very vivid memory of seeing... A, I think it was a year nine or 10 level mandatory history book series called Retroactive. And the front cover was like a screenshot or freeze frame from Gladiator with uh, Russell Crowe, like running upstairs with a torch. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> retroactive photocopied cover wow. with Russell Crowe. This is history. Wow. <laughs> So you just got like a four, like a ream of paper stapled together, handed to you instead of an actual book. <laughs> yeah, but it was like in stages. So it was like, oh, okay, it was like every week you get his... chapter one, chapter two. And yeah, it was a nightmare of photocopying for the teachers. And we're like, wow, this is a fun, spread out illegal activity. Yeah, you know how much toner that takes? Whew. That's that's where Eoffy comes into handy, right? Because you've got to refill that toner. <sighs> Office works. Pure fun. So and I will just, just to finish off your original question, Martin, I'll say the books and the management of the books at the locker, that was the highlight of my high school career. Um, I actually really disliked high school. In terms of the merch, we got given this rugby jacket for like rugby jumper thing for levers. And it had like, it didn't even, I don't even think it had everybody's names on the back like they do now. I feel like it just had a like levers, you know, there on the, on the chest. And that was about it. Um, and our school, our school didn't even play rugby. So why'd they give us a rugby jumper? I didn't understand that either. What is levers? That, that year is graduating. Oh, got it. It's kind of the name they give it here. Uh, so yeah, I got given that stupid thing and a nickname, the nickname I remember, I don't even like, I hated it. It was like a, it was like a bullying nickname, but I kind of, I kind of grew to love it. I was called white puff. White puff. Is that a reference to your complexion or were you some sort of serial enthusiast? It was a reference to my complexion. And then also when I played basketball, it was something about me being too bit soft. And so instead of, even though I was tall and big, I would prefer to shoot three point shots than go inside and like. Rough people up. Rough people up, which Mm -hmm. I think if anybody watches the game basketball, they know I was just ahead of my time because that's the way it's gone these days. That's the way the game is Isn't that is a strategic played. thing to do? You're trying to get more points by doing so. Exactly. That's, and that's thank not you, soft. Thank that's strategic. You, thank you, Martin Moneyball Feld. You've just figured it out. <laughs> uh, see, you and me. We, we, thank you. We use our brains in the game. But at that era- Hands across Australia. It's happening. In that era, it was about just, you know, punching and grabbing and roughing people up. Yeah, Dennis like, Rodman like style. That. Exactly. So I was a bit of a soft, a soft puff, puff sort of thing. So I became white puff. You guys have come up with great stuff. 
I, I didn't I didn't have a whole heap of stuff to mention. I was just prompted because I found something in my wardrobe when I was washing some old stuff and I thought I'm gonna ask if you guys have anything. So I actually have a piece of senior year paraphernalia that I've prepared from earlier. My goodness. You know in Mean Girls when um she says, uh, stop stop trying to make fetch happen. You know that thing? She keeps saying fetch like it's a word for cool. But she's like, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's, fetch is not going to happen. I never had a nickname at school, right? I was just always Martin. And I think that was just attributed to my general formality. It was like, Martin has entered the room. Martin is leaving the room. Thank goodness he stopped talking. But I thought, okay, well, we had to put something on our senior jumpers and I wasn't obsessed with making this happen, but I felt like it was kind of verging on that. So I had, uh, and the listeners can see this in the show notes, seniors 08 slash 09 Feldmeister. (laughs) Feldmeister. (laughs) What were you supposed to do with this this jumper? Well, we all wore them to school. So you'd walk around. Oh. with your chosen name on your front. And it's actually a hoodie. So that's it there. And I would wear this every day to school. But the funny thing, you know, just because of the attire or the uniform, mostly boys, I mean, I think girls could wear shorts if they wanted to, but we'd be there in winter wearing this hooded jumper with shorts. Uh, so did Feldmeister take off? Did it? Did people start using it? I think they thought it was funny or they'd kind of like roll their eyes or chuckle at it, but it was never something where people actually addressed me that way. It sounds like Martin had the happiest high school experience though. Jason and I both need a counselling session after. <laughs> oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm all in my own head now at this point. Um, well, I'm sorry. I really should have thought about my co-hosts because, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed high school. Uh, so yeah. I'm sorry about that. No, I just want to go read my economics books now. See, at our school, um, we were just around the corner, just up the road from this place, which is loved by anyone in Wollongong. There are two different branches, and one of them is in Fig Tree, where my high school was. It's called Chico's. It's like a local chicken shop with the biggest schnitzel burgers that you can buy. A schnitzel burger? A schnitzel burger? Yeah. Is that not a thing in the U.S.? Can can you describe this? Like, it's a sausage. So, it's chicken schnitzel. Burger? On a burger with other so accoutrements. A schnitzel is like a, a crumbed chicken breast that's been flattened. Oh, And sorry. cheese yeah. on top usually. Okay, gotcha. Yep. Yeah. And schnitty. this particular- it's Now I'm deviating. Schnitty. Well, I, I, knew, I knew there was far too many syllables in there for it to be a thing. So I knew that it was going to get cut down any minute. Who's got time to say schnitzel? Jeez. Yeah, just a schnitty. Or as most people say in Australia, snitty, which is incorrect, but let's move on. So, it's like, oh, the snitty, the seven-fitty snitty. No, it's a schnitty because it's a schnitzel. S-C-H-N, not S-N. They even write it S-N-I-T-T-Y. What's a snitty? Anyway, so Chico's was the destination for people who would wag from school and then come back. Ah, oh, waggers. Right. And pe- people would... I'm sure teachers just saw people walking in with, like, family chips. <laughs> like, that's not at the canteen. You can't buy that. They're like, oh, we're just back from... Just wag- wagging makes sense to you, Jason. I think I've heard playing hooky on The Simpsons. Is that what people say? <laughs> uh, I think... I, <laughs> What's the actual phrase? I think there's a distinction there. I think wagging in your your example there is to be at school, leave during lunch or something, and then come back. Whereas hooky would be, like... I, th- I would put that more closely to just i'm out for the day bye like i'm not even gonna go at all coming back is kind of optional in the wagging world 
You yeah, might not come I back. I was a big wagger. I wagged constantly. I'm wagging. If you had science or something in the afternoon, out. Most days are wag days. What did you do when you were wagging, Jason? Well, I mean, that's a little bit of a personal question, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> the goal was to be away from the school grounds. That was the that was the main goal. What was being done didn't really matter. It was more the fact that you were in said wag scenario versus being in the school environment. Right. But you weren't having schnitties, that's for certain. You weren't having schnitties, that's for sure. I would have if they had existed. Um, I remember leaving school and going to watch Office Space at the movie theater when oh, it came out. That was genius. Like the best that, day of my life right there. I think, we, I think we watched it twice in a row. Man, I'm jealous of that day. Yeah, that was a great day. We left and said, you know what? Let's go get lunch. Got lunch, went to the movies. It was one of those movie theaters where during the day they were super cheap. So it was like $3 or something because no one's going to the movies on a weekday at noon. And we saw Office Space and then immediately went uh, and walked out and then walked back in and watched it again. (laughs) See, just hearing this, it sounds like, Jason, you were actually a teenager where I don't think I ever was a teenager. Mm. I think I just skipped that. You might have. Like, I remember sitting down in a free period, like a study period. People use that to leave, but I was sitting there reading a summarized, like, 30-page personally written version of a Trotsky textbook for an interview assessment that I had. People are off getting Chico's chips, and I'm there learning about Trotsky. Which one of us is pursuing a PhD right now? Let me just ask that question. Yeah, but but which one of us is in, is chasing self-punishment? <laughs> hey, I'm I'm just saying... That the two paths seem to be aligning pretty nicely. <laughs> well, that's kind of you to say, but uh, anyway. Nerd alert. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, d- I downloaded the Xbox app on my phone and then had to do this, the, uh, the wonderful authentication process where it says 27. And then on your phone, it pops up, which one of these three numbers is 27? And you're like, it's probably 27. Thanks. <laughs> like. Okay, so weird, but yep. I... Oh, you went through that whole process just to see a picture of Andrew's car and a lake. Yep, that was it. I saw that, yeah. And then I said, all right, cool. And then I immediately went to go buy an Xbox because I felt left out. And Is that a joke? Surprisingly, really? I, I could have bought one. I had it in the cart. I don't know why that was even legal to do. But um, yeah, it was in the cart and it was like, I don't need that. Why am I? I'm literally buying this because they added me to a freaking chat that has nothing to do with anything. And that immediately made me go and almost impulse buy an Xbox that I don't need. Which one? An S or an X? An did you X. Have in the yeah, it was a Series X. Of course like, you did. It let me put it in the cart and everything. I was like, oh, shoot. All right. And then I abandoned the cart. So I hope that helped somebody else out there. But I have to ask, just because I think we've kind of meandered into one of our bullet points, which is labeled Xbox Corner with exclamation marks in green. Thank you, Andrew Basketball. You're welcome. Do you actually have any Xbox stuff at home, Jason? Because you had a high gamer score and you had this whole history. I saw your kind of profile there. Or is it just that you don't have the newest generation and you've stuck with the PS? I was 100% Xbox for the last Right. Quite a number of years before I the the thing that happened was new gen consoles came out, um, and it was Xbox Series X and PS5. Mm-hmm. My plan was to get both. None were available forever. 
I happened to get a PS5, continued trying to get a, an Xbox, because I have a Xbox One X, so the previous top one or whatever and there was a thing where if you had one of those you had like a special thing in there where you could like get into a queue to order one of the new ones and it was like you could only order it through the actual console there was no other way to do it because they were trying to fight bots from going and just like sniping all of the units from everybody else never happened i got the ps5 i started playing everything on the ps5 I was like, well, I guess I'm a PS5 person now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know any people, even gamer types, uh, who are 100% wedded to a console brand. It's really just a game or a set of games that they like. Is that your experience? Yeah, pretty much. The only problem I ever have is that I have a really hard time going back and forth between the controllers. So I get really like connected to the ps5 controller and i know where everything is how everything works and functions and then i go to an i pick up an xbox controller and it's just like i don't even have hands anymore yeah i kind of meandered off course sorry i think andrew you wanted to talk about managing your family uh which you've said is hell well do you not like your family (laughs) depends on the day talk about bullet point out of context (laughs) (laughs) i love it do you want to clarify Uh, that at all andrew or you want to just let that stand i don't want to spend a lot of time on this but basically xbox it's really fun but you plug it in and set up a profile for myself and you do realize pretty quickly look this thing's designed to be profileized everybody needs to have their own space right team's account yep so you say so i set that up and so quickly you're thrust from cool xbox world like hey gamer tags and little profile pictures and blah to you need an outlook.com account and you need to authenticate <laughs> with microsoft and it's just that it's jarring you go from this fun cool hip kind of dudes to suddenly corporate it speaking you need to have an email account and you need to two-factor authenticate that account. And then you need to go manage and tell what your children can do and can't do. And it's really complicated. And does it cross over with Microsoft family safety versus Xbox family? And it's like, oh, does my head in. Coming from the man who a very short time ago spoke about his economics textbook being contacted. I'm not sure how you're not enjoying this corporate IT bent. Uh, I thought this would have been for you. Corporate IT is fine when you're expecting corporate IT, but when you're in Xbox gamer world, Mm. I want at least a skin of Xbox over the top of it. But it literally pops you out at one point into that little pop-up Microsoft white box with the spinning blue dots, right? You know the one. And then suddenly it's like, log into your Microsoft account. And they say, enter the the email. And you're like, well, do you mean my email as as the originator or the kid's email as the thing? But the kid doesn't have a Microsoft account. I don't really want to set one up. He has an iCloud account. So you do, oh, I'll try using the iCloud email and just see what happens. And then you type that in and then like enter the password. He doesn't have a password because you don't, well, he does, but it's iCloud's password, not Microsoft's password. So what am I meant to do here? So ultimately you end up, oh, screw it. I'll just have to create another email address that's just for this Xbox account. And to, so I have to save in one password eyes a whole nother login and it's just it's just so frustrating so already i've got a six-year-old kid and he's got like three email addresses 
But just think how well he's going to be set up for LinkedIn when he has that sweet <laughs> Outlook.com email. 100%. He's going to make the transition from meeting Master Chief to Digital Transformation Manager in a heartbeat. It's going to be just seamless. Seamless. It's just so depressing. And this, I think, is the problem when you have these big, gigantic corporations and they want everything to be streamlined into one homogenous system. Ideally, Xbox would be an entirely different company, right? And they'd just have their own authentication system and you'd do that and it would be fine. And then I'd have the Microsoft stuff somewhere else. But they try and weave in the Microsoft with the Xbox. It's like, no, no, it's not appropriate. And people say the Xbox interface as well. That, people have talked about that being good. I don't know what they're on. I think that Xbox interface is terrible. I can never quite figure out where I am spatially, like wh- what level am I at? It actually reminds me a bit of the Metro interface. Do you remember from Windows yes, Phone? but a worse version of it. And it kind of shuffles the most recent things to the top. I'm okay with it because I get, all right, I'm in this xbox world and it doesn't feel entirely like windows but there's some connection but yeah if you're not used to it makes sense you wouldn't like it yeah i'm not loving it i'm not loving it and then i went and created a whole gamer tag for hannah i spent a whole bunch of time designing a perfect avatar and then i accidentally pushed b not y or something whatever the button was and do you think it prompted me like oh you're about to leave the app you may want to save this no, it just leaves the app. You go back in and suddenly it's back to default. You launched Food Chat today on the Discord and you've got stuff about food. I did. Gabby asked for it and I said, here you go. Delivered on a silver platter because there has been times where I wanted to post food or beverage things and thought, where does this go? Does it go in? I made this mm, kind of sort of. Does it go in general? Mm, I feel like now I'm just shoving food Instagrams down people's throats. People don't want that. Yeah. This should be in a different place so people can completely ignore it if they want. So, yeah, food. Uh, I forget what it's called. What's it called? Food chat. Food chat. So if you have food or beverage-related items, toss them in there. So what did you have to say about food, Jason? Something about perfection. We had a household discussion the other day that I thought was interesting around the idea of perfect foods and how... It seems like when we were making our lists of what we perceive to be perfect foods, I don't want to say all, but close to all of them were hand-based foods. And I thought that was interesting. And then after I thought about it, it seems like, well, yeah, of course they are, because that's the most generally easily convenient thing you have is your hands to be able to eat. So I had a list of what I think are my top three perfect foods and i wanted to know what each of you had for a top three list of what your perfect foods are and when i say perfect food there's loose rules around that not it's not a tight box you're going to live in but it's mostly when i say perfect it is for you this food accomplishes everything for you with the least amount of things involved if that makes sense right where it's not my perfect meal is a 47 course what like i don't care about i will i'll I'll give you my three i'm not going to put these in a ranked order by any means but uh just to give you an idea of what i'm thinking so perfect foods all of which are hand foods are number one sushi number two pizza and number three burritos 
all hand foods, all mostly self-contained items that are easy to eat, delicious, and just make you feel good. Uh, not in any particular order, but for me, like you, pizza mm. kills it. Pizza is fantastic. Just the fact that it's so versatile. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't really thought about this enough. Uh, on top of that, which I actually had for lunch today, so it's at front of mind. And I don't have it often enough. The euros or gyros. Hand food. Yep. Hand food, again. And just the fact that you can stuff it with lamb or chicken or it can be vegetarian. It can have halloumi or feta, everything less. The bread is great. So that's great. Ooh, third one. Okay. This is very difficult. This is a very, very obscure thing, but it's one of the greatest things I've had in my life. We have it locally at an Italian restaurant called Centro or Centro, and it's called Panna Fritto, and it's essentially fried Italian bread, which is covered in flakes of salt that you dip in vinegar and olive oil. And that is one of the greatest pleasures I've ever experienced at a table. That sounded weird, and I'm sorry. Fried but you know I mean. Italian bread. Interesting. Panna fritto. With like the yep. big like finishing salt, I assume. It's like that kind of flaky. Yeah, just flakes. Yeah. Like just. Uh, and then you wash it down with canotto, which is the best. Okay. I think that's fair. Although, can I say, just before Andrew says his list, it's interesting that you said pizza is a hand food because it totally is for me. But if Natasha were with us right now talking, she is a knife and fork with pizza person. Oh, that's like true Italian style. Very um, mm. refined. Hand pizza. And slicing up the slice. Okay. So the first one, I'll agree with you guys. Pizza. It's just- Wow. Cut. So pizza versatile. across the board. Yes. So versatile. It's the king. Yeah. It's the best food. Uh, the second one would be fish and chips. Mm. Oh, yeah. Eating it on- You got it. You order it. You eat it on the grass and you're, you're getting attacked by seagulls the entire time. Just <laughs> now I want to have fourth option. <laughs> The seagulls are part of that, though, right? Like, if you're not getting attacked by seagulls, it's not the same not on the list. Yeah, no, it's okay. not the same. You and there's need- always that one tourist family that's throwing chips to the oh, seagulls and making it worse gosh, for everyone. Why don't they learn? Piss me off. And there's and then there's of the seagulls. There's always one angry seagull that's like the boss, and he comes right up. And then if another seagull comes up, he just turns around and goes ah ah. That was a yeah. perfect impersonation. <laughs> And there's always one diseased seagull, which is a bit less fortunate than the others. And that gets the sympathy chip, so, and then they yeah. all tackle it. Yeah. It looks a little bit zombie-ish, and you're like, oh, that's, he's, he's got three, four hours max. Oh, <laughs> Clarification, oh. Andrew, yep. battered or crumbed for the oh, fish? See, it depends on the day. Yeah. Bat, it's bat, it's got to be battered. Be your battered, okay. ideally. Yep. Yep. Mm. Okay. I don't even know if Americans know what we're talking about at this point, but it's really good. Number three, well, people, regular listeners to the show know this answer already. It's a donut kebab with a lot. With or without a handshake. (laughs) (laughs) That's like a seagull, but a person. (laughs) One Prime Plus reference for those out there. Andrew might have shaken a hand of a kebab man who didn't ask for it. (laughs) It's a good story. Anyway, what kebabs? Yeah, specifically the donut kebab. And it has to be the lot. So you get egg and cheese and all that. And then it's sour cream and sweet chili sauce. Tabbouleh? Eh, you know, if it's there, fine. You need tabbouleh. 
Do you do you do you ask for onion? Do you have a lot of onion in that thing? No, I don't. It's like, repeating on you for hours afterwards. Yeah, I don't love onion. Like often when I get a burger, I'll minus the onion. But usually with donut kebab, I'm usually had a few beers by that point on most days, and you don't really care. Just like Put just the lot and whatever the lot, you know, becomes. That's it. I like your honesty here, Andrew. So you're basically admitting to the stereotype that you order kebabs when your decision making skills have been compromised. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and there's some, there's some, you know, there's a plate. There's, oh, I've got to give a shout out, City Kebabs in Perth. Oh my goodness, it's the seediest looking joint. It's right next to the parking garage. It's lots of drunk people and about, you know, big, big woggy Greek guys inside. You say, they say, hey, you want a kebab? And then they have, they've, they've upgraded recently to like a microphone system because they realise people are so drunk. So they they push a button and they go, number fifty four. Number 54. And then if, if you if the person with number 54 ticket doesn't show up within like 15 seconds, they get really angry. And they'll be like, they might yell it out one more time, number 54. And then they're just like, Fuck. you know, it's his own problem at that point. And they move on. Number 55. And, and I'm guessing you walk in, you walk into this cacophony. You walk into this cacophony, super polite, well-dressed. It's like, hello, good sir. I'd like to order my doner kebab. And then you follow the rules and you're there within the specified period I'm to scared, collect them. I'm scared shitless. It's like the soup Nazi. Of course you're. It's like soup Nazi. Yeah, yeah, yeah it really is. I'm like, Ugh. But the kebabs are really good. <laughs> so I bet myself $1,000 that one of you would have picked a meat pie and neither of oh. you picked the meat oh. pie. It's a good point because meat poise, poise. What did I just say? Meat poise. poise. <laughs> where, where did you just transition? Wow, to? You just travelled to Queensland. <laughs> I don't know. What, meat poise. Look, my Bob Cutter moment. Meat poi, meat pies can be fantastic, or they can be utter filth. So a properly made, decent one. Uh, yeah. I'm angry at myself. I'm gonna. Okay, I'm deleting. I'm deleting pizza. No, I'm not going to delete pizza. I'm going to delete, delete fish and chips. Don't do something you're going to regret. No, I'm going to delete fish and chips. Deleting fish and chips. Oh, please. And I'm getting a meat pie. Maybe even a steak and kidney. Okay, Andrew, I need to intervene at this point because can you or would you order chicken salt on a meat pie? No, never. No, but you would with fish and chips, wouldn't you? And you're going to dis- you're, you're just going to exclude chicken salt from the whole equation? Chicken salt is good. It is special. It's everyone's favourite radioactive yellow seasoning. Goodness. That yeah. may or may not taste like chicken. Yeah, it doesn't taste anything like chicken. No, it doesn't, but it's great. And Carl Barron, Australian comedian, put it well when he said that in class he asked which person decides which chickens become roast chickens and which ones become chicken salt. It's an existential question. It's a bit like, I think the, I think the uh, like we talked about the seagulls earlier. The, the manky seagull, I think that's the sort of the chicken equivalent. He's going to the one that's going to become the salt. So manky chickens, that's watch out. really off-putting. It's <laughs> <laughs> really off-putting. This is not how Jason wanted it to go. No. I don't think America really has manky chickens and chicken salt at all, really. I think they just have hot dogs. I don't know what chicken salt is. I assume it's a seasoning of some kind. I envision it's what's put on the... Chicken and a biscuit crackers would be chicken salt, where it's like, you said it's chicken, so I'm going to like sort of make myself believe that it tastes like chicken, but it really doesn't. 
it, it does have that quality of when you have a savoury biscuit or snack that is sold as tasting like chicken, but it doesn't really. That's the category it's in. And I would probably say that normal salt, like really, really good salt is kind of better, I suppose, but there's something special or fun about chicken salt. Well, I mean, you get to say chicken salt. That's got to be part of it. Exactly. And a bit of vinegar in like the spray bottle. Psh, psh, psh. Yeah, I don't do that to chips. I'm sorry. Okay. No. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan, but I'll do it occasionally. Just makes them soggy. But you can't now because you've, you've evicted them from the list. Actually, you know who I do judge? Sorry, I, I, there is some minor judgment here. Um, if you do this to your own chips, that's fine because I've seen friends and even colleagues do this. If you put tomato sauce across your own chips, fair enough if you like that. But don't presume others do on a shared family pack. No, sauce on the side. Sauce on the side. Good. You don't obliterate everyone's chips with soggy tomato sauce slash ketchup. If it's gravy, then it's all over. Yeah, I suppose. But you're still being presumptuous. Chips and gravy. I mean, you just got to pour that all over the place. All over those chips. So we all like pizza, right? <laughs> Sounds like pizza is a, is a top contender. So now I need everyone to submit their list of three perfect foods. Okay. How are they going to submit that? In the new Food Chat Discord. Well, there's the new Food Chat on Discord, or there's at uh, Hemispheric Pod on Twitter, Hemispheric Views on micro.blog. But Discord's the most fun place. Yeah. We need more people on Discord, more people. I feel like there's some listeners out there that aren't that are listening, religiously listening, but aren't getting into the Discord. Just give it a go. Except if you're a spam salesperson who calls me my friend every three seconds, please don't do that. I don't want to have to weed you out. I don't know how I'm going to get this down to 45 minutes. I don't like my odds. I think you're going to do just fine. No more than 48.